Walter Life with Brent and Jeff. Hey, fool, you ready for another beating? You should have never came back. Kicking off another Alter Life show. And what a great song to kick off this topic. I pity the fool. That's why we <laughs> played a little Mr. T, and we'll be doing that for the rest of the evening. Yeah, so Mr. T. He's going to bring it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> And uh, what do we talk? You're like, I pity the fool. How are they going to tie this into the Bible? Yeah. We have, believe it or not. <laughs> and we're actually continuing our Galatians series. Woohoo! Galatians. Awesome. Yes. And uh, we're going to be chapter, we're going to be straddling chapters two and three tonight. We're jumping around, picking different portions that uh, we think are really, really cool. I mean, obviously it's all cool, but just something that we can get through in a possibly a two hour seg- section. Um, you know, when our radio show is on the air. So uh, very important to uh, to get started and the less dilly-dally, the better for your sakes and for our sakes because then we just get bogged down and that's the worst thing ever. I pity the fool that gets bogged down. <laughs> pity him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, I pity the fool and for the Galatians topic tonight we're going to be talking about is I, basically I pity the fool who puts aside the grace of God and starts doing something on your own, basically. Yeah. So... Um, we're going to be talking about trading grace for, um, I don't know, what do you would trade it for? Basically. For grunt. For grunt. Ah, there you go. <laughs> grace for grunt. Perfect. Grunt work. Or elbow grease. Perfect. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and Trying to do everything in our own strength when it's already been done for us. Yep. The, the verse. Pretty ridiculous. The, you know, Paul asked the question, you're foolish when you, uh, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit and... Now you um, are being made perfect by the flesh. So that's that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, that verse. And um, I got, I don't know, I'm just excited. But we got lots of great music in store in the next two hours, so keep it locked here. Um, a couple double plays by Newsboys and Vota. So, um, Vota. Vota. They're one of my new favorite bands. Well, they, I already liked them when they were casting Pearls, but now they're called Vota. So. And so he likes that even better, right? It's much better. Yeah. It's, it's like... Ten times better. It's awesome. <laughs> we're going to jump off with the last verse of chapter two um, in this topic that we're going to be discussing. I pity the fool. And Paul is kind of saying that in his own words. He says, I don't set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. You know, we never want to say that Jesus Christ didn't have to die. It was it was before the foundations of the world that, he, that God made it so that he would die for our sins. And he says, oh, foolish Galatians. He's like, come on, fools. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? And that's that's what we're talking about tonight. Are we taking what God, the work that God did on the cross for us and then trying to build it up ourselves and continue on by our own strength. Let's take a challenge from these verses. And you know, we start a relationship with Christ and um, you know, if everyone who's believer out there, you can kind of think about that day when you accepted Christ as your savior. And um, you know, it, it took amount amount of, you know, realization that you were a sinner, that Christ was the only way for you to be forgiven and um, it was that humbling experience of coming to the Lord and saying, look, I'm a mess up, you know, I'm a sinner. God, you know, come in and live in my life and be my Lord and Savior. And I just want to challenge everyone out there that's listening, if you haven't made that commitment tonight, um, it's just a prayer away. Um, you can ask Jesus Christ tonight to be your Lord and Savior. And, it, you know, 
just like Paul was saying, you know, God's grace and grace being all his amazing riches and the things that he's given us through his son, Jesus, um, at, are for us. I mean, they're, they're there for us to take, you know, and um, he's handing that to us tonight. Um, and all we have to do is just say, yes, Lord, I, I want that. So, you know, before we went any further, I just thought it would be a good idea just to throw that out there in case there's anyone listening. You know, you may be in a place in your life where, you know, you're like, man, there's nothing. I want lots of riches. I play the lottery every week. And there's really nothing out there for me in this world. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that you're right. There is nothing out there for you in this world. Um, the grace of God is amazing. And um, he loves you so much. And he wants you to be... Um, he wants you to be a Christian. He wants you to love him and realize that Jesus did everything on the cross for you. I mean, he died for you. So um, before we even go any further, let's get that grace out there. That's the grace of the Lord, that he's forgiven us no matter what you've done. Um, and he can, you know, he saved me, Jeff. <laughs> you know, he saved you. Um, we have that relationship with Jesus tonight. And that's the only reason why we're here on the air is to proclaim that good truth. Yeah, I mean, I think that the picture I get of this is like, when you're you're trying to learn how to ride a bicycle, and you know you're all you're a cocky little kid, and you're going, just let go. I got it. I got it. Yeah, you can just let go. It's cool. It's all me. <laughs> and your dad's like, you sure? I don't know. You know, we just started riding like five minutes ago. I think. No, no, no. That's cool. I got it. And then they let go, and you just fall. <laughs> it's like you know, God started the work. Let's allow Him to finish it. And He, you know, the Bible says that He who began the good work. It's faithful to complete it. It doesn't say that he gave it, he began it, now you pick up the slack. And, you know, sometimes we, we take hold of that slack because we are prideful and we want to do it. You know, we want to get out there and just make it happen. The Altar Life. Hey, man, this time we're going to do it my way. That was New It All by Need to Breathe. Isn't that true among us <laughs> that we think we got it all figured yep. out, especially when God gives us the answers? <laughs> and we're like, oh, I got this. I got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you get like I thought an F minus, yeah. <laughs> a G minus, if that's even possible. Um, we want to invite you to check out our website, please. www.thealterlife.com. T H E A L T A R L I F E. Dot C O M. <laughs> I got it. That got was crazy. <laughs> I was like in a trance. And I did it in my own strength. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but there you can listen to our most recent episodes. Last week's episode, Please Please Me, before that. What was it? Good Living Tragedy. Yeah. You got a couple up up there. So um, take your pick and stay in tune with the altar life as we move forward. And as we continue on in our Galatians series, this is episode two, and we'll move forward in the coming weeks. So keep it locked here. I pity the food goes home crying to his mama. All right, that was grounded by the OC Supertones. Represent OC. In the house. Ocean City Super. Oh, I mean, no, that's not right. Orange <laughs> County Supertones. You're so East Coast. I'm so East Coast, EC. <laughs> what up, bro? <laughs> uh, so who's just, out there? Wait, so who's out there trading grace for grunt? Huh? <laughs> I like for the that. grunt work. Yeah. <laughs> You know, verse 21, I did not set aside the grace of God because it would make Christ dying be like it was in vain, you know. Yeah. And Null and void. It's interesting. These people that he was talking to, it says that they actually saw and experienced the, the death of Jesus on the cross. Like, they actually saw him be crucified with their eyes. And yet, they turned around and they, you know, basically put that aside. And... um you know, and and followed after their own. Their, they thought they were, you know, the cat's meow. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I think about that, and I'm like, you know, oh, man, if I saw Jesus, but 
I'm just like these people. Like, I would totally be the same way. And I think, you know, I know what Trice has done in my life. And I know what he's done in my heart. But yet, you know, time goes by and we get cows to that. And it loses its excitement. And, um, you know, we start trying to do something in our own strength. And then we fall. And then we get back up and realize that Christ, you know, we need Christ completely. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, I feel like sometimes our life is like a cycle. Just like the Israelites were like a cycle of just, you know... Being excited about God, then failing, and then being <laughs> excited about God again, and then failing. Yeah, I think it's funny because, you know, ver- this is, I mean, the, the verse that we're not even hitting on is the one that everybody quotes all the time, Galatians 2.20. It's like my one of my favorite verses, obviously. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the verse before that, I think, is huge. Um, well, maybe the two verses before that. Because Paul, he basically is saying, you know, what is the... Re- what is the fear? What is he afraid of happening? You know, other than making Christ have died in vain, he says, if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. If I'm taking those things that by my faith in Jesus Christ, I've made myself basically dead to my own works, my own rights, everything else, you know, my rights to my life is gone. It's all about what Jesus has done on the cross and what he accomplished for me. If I let that get built, you know, if I start to add on to that, then I'm adding to the work of Jesus saying that it wasn't enough and that when Jesus said it's finished, he was lying. <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, the transaction was made. What, are we just going to avoid the transaction now? You know, banking lingo for me and Brent here. <laughs> the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. That was the second half of a Newsboy double play. That song was called Giving It Over. And they bring the news. They do. Those boys. Yeah. <laughs> they bring the straight good news. So... You know, we've been talking about I pity the fool, the foolish Galatians. Verse three, you know, chapter three starts off with Paul making a declaration and calling the Galatians. He says, "Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth?" It's almost like, are you guys like out of your minds? Uh, you know, some spell. Are you under <laughs> some spell? It's like, you know, what what has what's happened to you? You know, you used to just be so excited about the cross of Christ and what He's done, but now look at you. Now look at you. Um, yeah, it's like, and he's actually thinking, man, how crazy have must you be in order to throw this grace away that you've gotten through Christ and try to do this on your own strength? You're nuts. So don't be nuts tonight. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was where do I go from here by Reliant K, and it's time. Ladies and gentlemen, for our unbelievable segment. And this unbelievable segment, in honor of the title of our show, I Pity the Fool, we're going to be talking about none other than the greatest actor <laughs> slash man of God ever. I don't think so, sucker. And that is a one, Mr. T. <laughs> Basically, he just went by his initial. Yeah. With the Mr. The Mr. was longer than his name. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> what his real name is. Can we look that up real quick? What is yeah, his maybe. real name? Brent's going to get on that. But Mr. T, man, I, he burst onto the scene in Rocky Three as Clubber Lang. And his performance earned him many Oscar nominations, to which he said, Oscars, those things are foolish. <laughs> no, not really. But <laughs> he, uh, you know, with Rocky, I mean, anybody who's seen Rocky Three, you know that's classic. That's where all his catchphrases came from. I pity the fool and all that stuff, which we're probably playing for you throughout the show, obviously. And uh, Mr. T is just yeah. awesome. His actual real name is Lawrence Turod. <laughs> Are you T-U-R-E-A-U-D. serious? T-U-R-E-A-U-D. 
So I th- it's probably French. Went, yeah, Tarot. Lawrence Tarot. But anyway. He's a sissy um, Frenchman. Hit me. <laughs> That's why say? he went with Mr. T, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, Mr. Yeah. T. So where can you get, where, you know, you can't get information like that anywhere else <laughs> except for the internet because I just looked it up there. Yeah. But um, Mr. T used to have his own cereal. Can you say that about yourself, fool? I can't be beat. Mr. T cereal. <laughs> that was awesome. I want to know how much all the gold chains that he wore, like when he was in eighteen, how much that like weighed. Oh yeah. Like what was the amount, like the poundage that was around his neck? Well, that's why he had twenty-five inch pythons to beat out Hulk Hogan's twenty-four inch <laughs> pythons. There was actually a wrestling match where Mr. T and Hulk Hogan were a tag team. Crazy fool! How ridiculous is that? <laughs> There's a joke about Chuck Norris and Mr. T walking into a building. Whoever that was was and dead the, meat. <laughs> the building immediately exploded because that level of awesomeness cannot be contained in any man-made structure. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Mr. T is awesome. So. Uh, man, and like now he has like a TV show, I think, on TV Land or whatever. And yeah. it's about like him like trying to get people who are lazy to like do something with themselves. Yeah, like, it's like a motivational show. <laughs> What's that show called, Brad? I, pity the I fool. don't know. It's called I Pity the Fool. Is that what it's called? Yep. There you go. I guess we're infringing on trademark laws or copyright laws. No, not really. But the uh, best thing about Mr. T is that he has made a career at, in his older age of being in post-apocalyptic uh, or post-rapture Christian flicks. That's true. So we appreciate Mr. T for that. Don't want to be on the offense. <laughs> no, he says... Uh, Christians don't have to always be on the, the defense. We should be on the offense. <laughs> I love it, Mr. T. This one was for you. you. We appreciate it. This is a memorial to you. So thank you for all you've done. We're going to pause for station identification. Thanks for listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Your trademark is stupidity. Thank you for being with us this evening. And we're talking about Mr. T. <laughs> I mean, uh, wait, uh, now we're talking about the Word of God, which that's where it's at, yeah. y'all. I pity the fool who doesn't read the Bible. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Mr. T works on so many levels. I know. <laughs> He's it's so profound. Ap- He's so applicable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so is the Word of God. And tonight, you know, as we're talking about, you know, the people who, us as Christians, who start off being um, in the Spirit and being the Lord being revealed to our hearts by the Spirit of God. Um, we start down the path of, you know, asking Jesus, you know, like what we should eat for breakfast. You know, Lord, should we have Fruit Loops or Rice Krispies? You know, like we're, we're so interested. <laughs> or in, Mr. T cereal. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're so interested in what, what, actually, um, what actually Christ wants for our lives, that that's all we care about. And then um, at some point something changes and our fervor for the Lord cools down and we start looking around and we start thinking, you know, this Christian stuff, I think I could do this myself. You know, yeah. and we start trying to make ourselves perfect in our own flesh. And, you know, it just ends up, you know, we end up just failing miserably and to the point where we have a wake-up call, unfortunately, and Christ goes, remember me? Remember how much <laughs> you needed me? Well, you still need me. Um and those are some of the best moments when we come back to the Lord and, and look to Jesus. Something that we really struggle with when it comes to being a Christian for a while, and I know I have, is that we get into the Christian routine and we just do it because we know how to do it. It's like, you know, with your job, you know, when you first get it, you're really paying attention to everything you're doing. Make sure you don't make any errors. You know, you want to follow through on everything. You're, you're triple checking yourself. And then once you get, get it down, it's kind of like, oh, I got this got this in the bag and you, you know you're kind of lax with it you're not really on top of your game anymore and then you might slip up and make a mistake because you're not being thorough you know it's kind of the same thing when it comes to our walk with christ you know god did the work god is the one who has trained us essentially by his spirit on how to live and then 
we kind of think, oh, well, I got this. And, you know, I'm victim of it myself. You know, I've just been even talking to my wife about this recently, just being like, you know, I kind of, you go through the motions and you're just like, well, I've been doing it for so long. I just know how to do it. You know, I don't really need help. And that's the biggest lie. (laughs) The biggest lie, because as soon as that happens, that's when the enemy's like, ha ha, gotcha. And then he comes at you. And you're like, whoa, okay, wait, I don't know how to do it. I lied. <laughs> I was doing it in my own strength, which is nothing. It's like Samson, <laughs> you know, when he didn't have power. He's like just a weak guy. See, and it's interesting, like Christ said and promised, one of the best promises that, and I think Jeff already said it, is that, um, you know, he's he's faithful and just to complete the work that he started in us. I mean, that's that's a promise. And so often we say okay thanks for the salvation god and then we decide like we're gonna like complete ourselves like we're gonna (laughs) do the sanctification process on our own it's like all i need is some good discipline you know all i need is to just try harder yeah all i need is to just set up my routine of when i do different things and that's good enough um but the spirit of god can bring so much help can bring so much guidance and discernment and all the and ultimately, the Spirit of God points to Jesus and shows us how much Jesus is there to help us. And um, it's like foolish to think that we could do it on our own. And that's what tonight's all about, is the foolishness that we have sometimes. The Altar Life. I don't think so, Tucker! That was Not Finished by Voda. Great double play. Two great songs. Definitely check out their album, Worth the Price, uh, wherever you can find it, on their website, iTunes, all that stuff. And, um, you know, what Brent was saying, you know, how we... You know, God's going to finish the work, and that's what that, that song, you know, not finish. We're, we're a work in progress. But can you imagine if you were, like, on the getting surgery, and you're on the table, and you're like, Hey, Doc, you know, thanks for completing the, the big part. You know, I watch the Discovery Channel a lot. You think I could sew up my gaping wound? Just give me the, yeah, give me the a needle and thread. I got this. No, that would be ridiculous. Foolish. You'd be, Mr. T would be like, stop, fool. Pitiful sews himself up. <laughs> He's going to have jagged scar. Uh, no, the worst Mr. T impressions ever. You know, if we try to do anything on our own without the Lord, you know, the Lord says, even if it's righteousness, you know, our righteousness to the Lord is like filthy rags. And um, it's what it's what Jesus can do in us that means anything and that lasts. And, um, you know, I've, I've just, just for my own life i've just seen myself so many times you know struggling with a sin or struggling with one thing or another and um i try to do it without the lord's help and i and i you know try and try and try and try and try and fail and fail and fail and fail um and i've seen the real progress in my life and the real progress in my walk with him as i've given that stuff up to the lord and i've really instead of trying really hard to do it in my own strength I just try to seek the Lord harder <laughs> with my own life, and I watch the Lord change my life, and He does the work, you know, and um, how foolish are we if we think that we can accomplish that on our own, in our own strength? You know, I'm, I'm just as guilty as everybody, you know, coming and saying all this. I know it's true, and I'm hearing myself saying it, and it's almost <laughs> like, yeah, it's a good reminder for all of us to, um, what are the things in our lives that tonight that are actually that we're struggling with that we know that we just need the Lord to come in and and make better because the fact of the matter is he died for that already on the cross he's Mm -hmm. already paid for it he's already dealt with it he already knows the path forward he can see the end from the beginning and if we're so shallow we don't see that you know in the Lord then how are we um, able in our shallow small minds and our perspective and our powerlessness 
to do anything good in the situation. We can't. Yeah. And that's the reality of it. Yeah. If we could just behave ourselves and get into the kingdom of God, then why did Jesus come? Yeah, right. You know, obviously God knows better and more exactly what needs to be done in order for us to be seen as righteous. You know, if righteousness came from, you know, that, that that's why there was a new covenant and an old covenant. The old covenant it didn't save people from their sins. It told them they were sinners. It pointed to Christ, you know, but they're, you know, just behaving ourselves. And even, you know, he'll talk about it in Galatians 3, you know, as we move on. Abraham, you know, he obeyed God and it was accounted unto him as righteousness because he believed in him and it was the faith that he had. And that was looking towards the new covenant of Jesus's work that was going to be accomplished on the cross. And that's what we have to remember, not something that we do on our own. And, you know, that's the point of tonight. You know, it's like, we're, aren't we so thankful tonight that Christ took us as we were? You know, we were sinful, we were enemies with him, and when we accepted Christ into our life, you know, he took us as we are in the sinful state and the imperfect state. You know what? Newsflash, you may be a little bit um, more well-behaved, but, um, you're, you know, the flesh is still there. There's still the the nastiness that's there and it's just that we are we now have the spirit to war with it and to win and um you know we haven't gotten better and we never will get better i mean the flesh is always going to be there it's always going to be warring against the spirit and um aren't we glad that we always have the spirit there we always have the grace of god at our um, having our backs and that's the the good news and the hope of this evening as we meditate on these things and uh, it's time for us to wrap up for the evening. Uh, we're very excited. I mean, I just get excited because I always get ministered to when we do this show. And uh, it always tends to be, so, you know, it comes from our own personal experiences, but also sometimes it'll be something that I'm not even feeling really at the beginning of the show. I'm like, you know, this is a good topic to kind of discuss for other people. And then I'm like slayed by it. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that this is something I needed yeah. to hear. And God's just faithful that way. You know, because he teaches all of us. Yeah, the last thing we want to do, we don't want to, to do this show. We don't want to do anything in our own lives, in our own strength. Because if we do, then we just mess it all up because we're not strong. We're weak. But it says that our, you know, God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. So it's good to rely on God's strength because he's the strong, the strong tower, the strongest thing that ever is and was and is to come. <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, it's... Tonight, you know, I just hope that you're not foolish like Mr. T would say you are. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, he is faithful to, to complete the work that he started in us. And that's the good thing. And the important thing is for us tonight is, one, make sure that he started a work. Like we started off the show tonight, you know, you can know him. And you know, we want to make sure that everyone listening tonight has an understanding of Jesus and um, has that relationship with him. But if you have a relationship with him, you know what? He's faithful to complete it. To the work he started in you um it's all his work you know it's not like i'm faithful to let you finish the work it's like no i'm gonna finish the work um and we should be aiming to um to pursue that in our lives and to allow him to do the work that he started and that takes an element of faith and that takes an element of you know really committing our lives to jesus and um, letting him do what he wants to do so i don't know i think there's a lot of stuff to pull out of this chapter tonight um but I just want to reiterate the verse that we were talking about, Galatians 2.21. It says, I do not, Paul saying, I do not set aside the grace of God. Don't set aside all the amazing riches that God gave us at Christ's expense. Um, 
because otherwise you'd be saying that Christ died in vain. And our blessed Savior, the one who loved us so much, came and he died for us. Um, And that's the fact. That's the reality. So let's meditate on that tonight. And until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music. Truth. Real. Period. I pay the food, goes home crying to his mama. (laughs) 